Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 689, recorded today live on Wednesday, the 27th of October, as we head towards Black Friday and all of that excitement. I'm sure there'll be people looking for bargains. Uh, although I'm not wondering whether, whether there'll be any stock anywhere because that's one of the big problems. But anyway, I, I, I digress. Uh, this is the Music Technology Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google, on iTunes, in audio. Uh, you can ask your uh, smart speaker to play us if you just say insert name here, play Sonic Talk podcast. It should bring you the latest version that works on all flavours as far as I'm aware. So please do join that. Um, You can also find us on Facebook Live streaming. Uh, We also uh, stream on Twitch. Uh, And uh, for those of you who support us on Patreon, uh, which we much appreciate, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash Sonic State. And uh, our upper tier supporters uh, will get a name check at the end of the video. It comes in. So if you started now, you might actually be there um, by the time the video uh, ends. So um, anyway, that's enough of that plugging of all those things. Uh, What else have we got? Oh yeah, I wanted to say uh, we've also got the uh, Sonic album that I wanted to plug because that is actually... uh, a great piece of work by a bunch of people, one of whom is here at the moment. That would be uh, Yoad Nevo. So uh, I will bring him in. So let me just press the right buttons. Yoad, how are you? Are you well? Yeah, I'm very well, Nick. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, yeah, um, things are things are going pretty good. I mean, you know, just, my daughter's 18th birthday was last weekend, so we're kind of recovering from that. She seems to have switched from nice. being a, a sweet little girl to being a stroppy teenager in a matter of hours. It's astonishing how that changes. <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. She's absolutely fine, and it's lovely to uh, to see her get, getting into adulthood. Um I guess, uh, yeah, there's only the two of us this week, so uh, you will have to bear with me. I'm, I much appreciate you coming on and uh, and making it back here in time. How have you been? You been busy? Yeah, I've been really busy, but um, and I am really busy. I'm mixing like crazy. Everyone is uh, wanting mixes uh, at the moment, but uh, I couldn't resist, you know, the topics that you that you have. Uh, ah, I think that's I think that's called a tease, isn't it? Because uh, we'll bring some of those yeah. on. Yeah, excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Well, um, I know is most of the mixing you're doing is that in Atmos or is it kind of across the board? I mean, because you, you're set up for Atmos now. Mostly, those are... mostly stereo steel, but you know, it's it's getting there. It's getting so, there. Can, so, so it's, I guess uh, the thing is, you can upsell, can't you? Now, I said, oh, by the way, if you fancy that, and they'll go, oh yeah, go on then. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a really nice experience listening to to a mix, and then hearing it in like once it's opened and and all that to to Dolby Atmos. It's a really lovely experience. Yes, well, uh, for those of you who haven't seen, uh, there's a really great video that we did with uh, Yoad on uh, mixing in Atmos and kind of what what it entails and what it means and how it kind of translates to other systems right down to binaural so please do check that out i haven't got a link for that i do actually have a link for the the brilliant video that we did with yoad on his uh uh, on his production um, of the uh, uh, the track uh, Waiting For You that he did with Nina Smith on the album. So I can plug that, but I'm afraid I didn't have to set up the link for the other one. <laughs> but never mind. So, yeah, we do have topics uh, this week. Um, and uh, let's, let's start with, uh, with the first one. Who are you? We are the knights who say... No. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong one. But you'll understand why that is pertinent. I might have to say, yeah, here we go, here we go. 
this is, yeah, Native Instruments 25 years old today, which sounds like an awful lot, but then I was starting to think about it, and uh, there's quite a lot of people who have been doing this for 25 years. Native Instruments, of course, this is just a sort of video montage of all their good stuff. In fact, they're doing a free contact six instrument called 25 and a competition if you make a track with it that you can win a bunch of stuff from them. But it's a kind of impressive, uh, impressive milestone, I guess. But then I was thinking, I've got Yoad on this week and I bet waves have been going for longer than 25 years or at least 25 years. Yeah, I think uh, we are nearing our uh, 30th. Um, right. And out of which I've been with Waves for 24 years. So uh, that's been a long, uh, a long and quite wonder a wonderful journey. Uh, but I can imagine for native instruments, you know, it's um, probably like us. You know, obviously we know some of them and we, we, we're in touch. It's but, a small uh, world, yeah. A bunch of guys starting to to do something and uh, i remember when they came out one of the first things uh one of the first releases was the spectral spectral delay which was a really really cool um delay based on so you could delay different sections of the of the frequency range um, and it created some weird comb filtering and, and stuff. It was a really cool uh, product. I don't know why they discontinued it, but um, what was the? I think they had the Prophet, the Prophet Five. What was it called? That oh, was the first. God, I, I don't know. What, did they start with that or did they go, were they first with Reactor? I, I, I should have probably read the history of this, but I'm sure the chat room will... No, it was, uh, it was definitely the, they had that and they had a B6. Uh, Pro 5.2, as the chat room saying. Pro 5.2, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was yeah, back that in the days a, when that was back in the days when virtual instruments actually sounded really crap. It was just the GUI that was really impressive. I mean, th this wasn't uh, any reflection on native instrument. It's just the technology and the emulation and the component modeling and the, and all of that just wasn't available back then. You know, I mean, the amount of stuff that's changed. And we're at this kind of curve at the moment, particularly with the introduction of these new processes that are coming in. You know, from Apple and another system on a chip kind of things, where things are just accelerating again. We've you know we've gone from these tiny incremental changes to these sort of sudden leaps in terms of price performance thing so uh, I, I one thing that has surprised me a little bit yeah is that that it's it, they've been very quiet during lockdown and i think a lot of companies have kind of have been making hay while this has happened but it seems like there's just not been an awful lot of product coming out uh, which i thought there might be more but i mean it may just be that you know the circumstances have led it but that's that was kind of surprising because i know you guys have been quite busy so i wonder i wonder if we're going to see some a really big thing soon I, I think that one can only assume that a successful uh, company such as uh, NI, um, if they're quiet, it's because they're busy yeah. working on something. And uh, this would be very exciting to see because they have, they're very innovative and, uh, you know, become the industry standard, like the contact has become the indus industry standard kind of um sample library player, um, which is something that we can uh, relates to yes. another topic, maybe. It might well do, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'll have to think about that because I'm trying to remember what, where we are. But yeah, I thought, it was <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was well worth mentioning that because they're definitely, you know, I, I mean, 
contact, I think, is one of those, I mean, and I will use this sort of hesitantly, but it was kind of a game-changing uh, piece of technology. There are other flavours of Sample Player now, but they were kind of the first to make this widely licensable engine for playback of samples and then it kind of got in also reactor uh, reactor kind of models and the whole thing is they they built they're all, they're using the tools that they use to make synths to make their plugins as well which is a really interesting thing so it became this kind of almost an ecosystem but reactor certainly was one of the biggest software products i mean they must have made a fortune during you know during those golden years when that was that you know because it was it was everywhere and you had to license it to get it compiled and all of those things yeah, that's a, that's an amazing uh, platform alongside the uh, SynthEdit. Um, I think, you know, uh, really, really powerful platforms and uh, Reactor. Luckily, I never got to, I you know, I never dived really into it because, uh, again, it's like the modular and it's, it's like the, um, the continuum What's it called? The engine. Uh, sorry, I forgot. Yes, yeah, the uh, Harken uh, the or engine. The yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> it's sorry. one of those things that you can you can just get lost in there for twenty years and uh, and that's it basically. And I know some people who who do that. Yeah, Egan Matrix. Um, Thank yeah, you very much, yeah. Steve Elbows. That's very kind of you to put that in. In fact, uh, just a quick plug: a new server. If you're if you're not not sure why the server isn't working, head over to live.sonicstate.com and point your uh, IRC client at that. Uh, there seems to be a bit of an issue with the embedded thing, but we'll sort that out for next week. I beg your pardon. Uh, yeah, there's also obviously there are other engines are available. There's. Uh, um, uh, Spitfire Audio have developed their own engine. There's UVI's Falcon engine, which is a similar kind of principle there, and which are also great. There, there are there are a few flavors of this of this stuff now, so it, it becomes they're not the only game in town anymore, which is rightly so. That's what uh, that's what competition's all about, and that's all kind of good, uh, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, per personally, I would hope that um, um, they would address the kind of loading time of mm. contact. Because the GUI, it, it takes it takes a while for it to, to to load and then to open the GUI. And if you have many instances and you want to flick through them and you know just kind of work fluently, sometimes uh, that's why when I can I I use the EXS the the Logic EXS because yeah. it's so light. It's now called the sampler, um, but the 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 variety and the choice that you have for, for libraries for contact is unbelievable. Well, let's not forget, yeah, I mean, Logic's EXS engine is also, you know, a, a very, I mean, Logic's uh, instruments, which I guess we could go there uh, as it's the, the, the a topic that would be coming up soon anyway. We could jump to that because it's a nice link. I mean, Logic has had an update as well, which is 10.7, uh, I believe. But, I mean, it still contains those classic instruments, you know, the... Uh, um, so I can't, EM, EM, ES1, ES2, uh, EXS24, which has now become sampler. But that's based on on the, these early instruments. And I've, I've said it before. I mean, it's astonishing how well those instruments have actually held up over time, isn't it? I mean, it's you know, I'm sure you use some of that stuff yourself as well, right? Yeah, Logic. Um, I, I just love this platform in, you know, from any from any aspect. Uh, you can think of the there's something about the kind of fractal um, nature of it where when you edit a MIDI note 
in that screen, the MIDI is like a region. And when you're in, back in the arrange page, the region, you know, the, there's a hierarchy and the fractal structure, which is very logical. Um, but also, yeah, like you mentioned, the instruments sound so good and so uh, and so well integrated into the platform. I think I read somewhere that uh, there's a bunch of uh, new presets for ES2 uh, that came out wow. uh, out with this update. That's got to be what 15, 20 years old. That's such an old scene. Yeah, that's amazing. But it's still really good. It's it, it just sounds really good. Back in the day when, like you said. Um, software instrument didn't sound that good when they came out with their instruments. I think it was two thousand five, yeah, maybe or yeah. something like that. They sounded amazing, um, and they still do. Well, I've I've just sort of taken this opportunity to stick the uh, notes up on because Logic Pro uh, ten point seven, yes, that's out. Uh, it's an update that came along with you know all the other stuff that from uh, Apple's event. Um, was it this week or last week? I can't. It must have been last week, wasn't it? Um, and we got all excited about the MacBook Pros, which I am personally very excited about. I'm, I haven't been excited about a computer for ages. But the big news with Logic is um, it gets Atmos uh, built in, and I've had this confirmed. The Atmos that is built in allows you to mix and uh, publish uh, ADM BWF files. So you can you can start a project in Logic, work with, uh, you'd have to mix in binaural because unless you actually had an Atmos system, uh, which most people won't, you could still create a kind of binaural, uh, you can monitor in binaurally and create a broadcast WAV mix that you can then upload to Apple Music. So you can start and finish uh, Atmos based projects. If I've understood that correctly, because you've got the full rig with the 12 speakers and all of that, I mean, does, is this going to make your life easier or more complicated? Yeah, so so there's two ways to, to there are two ways to look at it. One, um, like we we showed on the video we did um, on on Dolby Atmos, uh, it's the Dolby Atmos is a separate app, and as such, you have to root from your door. Uh, a, a large number of tracks uh, or streams into a, through a virtual driver into that application, and that alone takes a lot of um, resources from the from the computer. Um, I have an M1 here, uh, not the not the new ones that uh, are going to come out, but you know it's it's a really good computer, but it's not massively powerful. It's just an M a Mac uh, Mac Mini, yeah, Mac Mini. Um, so, so running, um, I have a more powerful computer, but I'm using the M1 because that's the new kind of, uh, you know, kid in town. Um, so, um, yeah, so if you run both a large logic, a big logic session and the Dolby Atmos renderer, it, it's kind of heavy and you can experience some glitches and stuff and you can feel that the computer is not really happy with that arrangement. Uh, once you move that into into Logic, which is what Apple did with Dolby, um, it means that you don't have to root between applications. So the routing is done internally. So basically, it's like internal buses, which you can open like quite a few without the computer really, um, ah. you know, stressing about. Um, however, it comes with some 
limitations because when you work like we showed on the video so that there's a there's a logic session running and all the audio outputs all the objects and the the bed are rooted to the Dolby Atmos system then you actually have them on outputs in yeah, logic. so they're going to actual so physical then, speakers right so ultimately yeah but what it means is that if you need a limiter or if you need to eq your your master basically what happens now with the arrangement once it's inside when it's inside logic um you can't really process the outputs one once an object has been assigned to like a channel a track has been assigned to a logic sorry to a dolby atmos object mm. That's it. It goes directly from there to the ADM file. You can't really, there's the, the built-in Dolby Atmos um, limiter, but that's the only thing you have. So you can't master, you're skipping a whole, a whole ah, phase right, of the production. Okay. So there are still benefits to, to running the Dolby Atmos application as a standalone even on a separate computer because it it, it it can do that and i've connected it that way and it works fine um <clears throat> so but it's for most people i think it's it's a it's a step uh in in the direction of like you said starting and finishing a whole um dolby atmos production or a whole surround production if you want on headphones um would you be able to sorry. actually start your mix bounce the uh, adm file and then send it to someone like you who could do that final mastering thing from the session you send them or does it have to be done before it gets bounced to kind of be done properly it, it yeah it is possible it's uh it's much more straightforward and simpler to 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 stay within the kind of dolby atmos world once you've assigned your 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 tracks to to that if you know what i mean so right. okay um there, there there are a few issues but um for for the average kind of bedroom producer when they want to to mix um for apple music in in dolby atmos although they they'll be doing it on the headphones and that will be the only reference and as i'm sure you saw on on our videos the comments are that people a lot of people didn't really like the sound of the binaural yeah. processing and it is quite a problematic uh, stage um but you know it, it's a step in the right direction i i really uh, am very positive yeah uh, about this this trend because it opens up new you know it kind of shakes shakes uh, things up a little bit definitely shakes uh, the tree yeah definitely shakes the tree uh, I, it's not all yeah. good news though because there's been quite a lot as with you know all major releases uh there have been a number of bugs that have been introduced with 10.7 and some people have been caught out because often if you don't if you if you're new to logic or perhaps you didn't realize uh the, the apple will auto update software unless you specifically say not to so it's worth making sure you got a backup of your previous working logic which is just really grabbing the app and putting it somewhere else so that when it gets updated you can go back because uh, there was a couple of people who said i've got one here which is johnny mcappleseed who just was caught out by that and it trashed a load of the projects it was working on i mean this is an isolated case but it's definitely worth thinking about i'm sure they'll get around to fixing these things 
but there, it, there are bugs with the new thing. Have you gone ten seven, or have you just sort of sandboxed it to see what it's like? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've gone ten seven, and I've noticed a few bugs, uh, mainly in in editing, which which are a little bit uh, annoying, uh, and I hope uh, they'll fix them soon. But, yeah, but it was a I'll big bet. update because. It, because uh, you have to actually go into the audio engine and grab buses from the mixer and stuff like that. And I'm sure they had to deal with a lot of um, problems of stability and, and things like that with the actual engine. Um, so once it's all working happily, then they will probably attend to these sort of more minor bugs. Yeah, okay. Well, that's definitely worth uh, just. I thought it was worth mentioning there. Um, I think I'll probably just have a quick uh, a quick interlude while we uh, have uh, a word from our friends over at Isotope. Isotope Producers Club is a one of a kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs, and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And don't forget, if you uh, want to, uh, if you go to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk, uh, there's a special landing page there, which is at the moment all about subscriptions. But I did check there because there is still, I think if I put that there, Isotope, yeah, if you use uh, the code Sonic10 at checkout, you can still get a 10%. And I just I just tested that on the Isotope RX9 Advanced, saved myself seven, nearly 80 bucks on the price uh, just by entering the coupon code SONIC10 at checkout. So worth uh, just keeping on on that. We thank them for their support. And they, as they said in their blurb they sent me, they're proud sponsors of Sonic Talk and we're proud to have them. So thank you very much. Um, is there anything else in, with Logic that, uh, we, that, that you've seen that's worth mentioning? Because Atmos is, Atmos is obviously grabbing all the headlines, but there must be... Uh, there must be some other aspects as well or um there's a lot of new content there's a lot of um you know uh, apple loops new right. apple loops by kind of uh named uh, producers uh and uh, and other content i think like 40 gigs or something like that so uh oh right so yeah well that'll yeah, fill, so fill up fill up your system of, on a chip non-expandable yeah. hard drive if you've got all of that stuff going on but yeah. uh, we'll we'll gloss over that uh but yeah um I, I, I there were a couple other things that came up just going back to those macs again because i've had some things clarified um all the demos that you see you know they're showing you know streaming multiple 8k video on this is probably on the max pro chip but actually uh so that uses the internal storage which is very very fast uh i think it, on the max pro it's something like 400 gigs a second i mean it's insanely fast but the uh, thunderbolt 
ports are all capable. There's three. There's three buses, and they're all capable of 40 gigs a second. So if you if you don't want to spring for a lot of uh, extra storage internally, you could still put uh, a super fast NVMe, which would do maybe five six gigs a second. And you would be able to run three of those off your uh, off your thunder off your Thunderbolt ports without any problem at all. So, and that still takes advantage of all of the uh, onboard encoding decoding. That's if you're using it for video. I also saw a session running. Um, I think it was a Max Pro 14 inch, and it was running 1500 tracks in Logic and massive Spitfire orchestral stuff. I mean, it was in and Dolby Atmos as well. And that was that was about seven. That was that was a three quarters of all the cores, but it was 1500 tracks of virtual instruments and mix and all of that stuff, which is pretty insane. So that'll bring a smile yeah. to your face, no doubt. Yeah, when next time you've got one of those unmanageable Absolutely. sessions, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's nice to, you know, it's just about being greedy because uh, you see those lines of the, the, the core meters kind of going up and you think oh i need a faster computer i need i want them to 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 go up that much uh but usually usually it's fine if you yeah i mean uh, we're talking exactly with audio but i mean and, and yet I, I i mean sorry to bang on about this but you know we've only seen the first sort of pro instances coming in on Mac, on laptops. I mean, we've still got a desktop iteration presumably to come and possibly a Mac mini, which will go further up the food chain. And when you've got all that extra cooling, and I mean, there are rumors that the, the Mac, the, the Mac Pro, which will be M1 base, is going to have something like 40 or 50 cores. You know, it's going to be super, super powerful. So, you know, that's going to be way more than anybody needs for audio, but I'm sure people will find a way to uh, to use it all up, right? I mean, it doesn't take long, does it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not even sure if uh, there will be a, a Mac uh, Pro, because really? if, you, if, if, the, if you have a Mac Mini with loads of Thunderbolt uh, ports, and uh, uh, with regards to what you said before, I just run, I have 500 on the, the internal drive, and but I run everything, you know, from uh, Thunderbolt to USB 3, like I have like a mm. few hubs like that connected to more hubs, and it's fine. You know, I never have, uh, I, I don't uh, kind of record and play back uh, huge videos and stuff like that. No, it's just exactly. for audio. Exactly, but uh, but you know, uh, it, it it for me it runs very happily on uh, on USB three speeds. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, there's plenty of bandwidth there for for audio. Even one nine two twenty four bit, you can get a bunch of stuff on that. It's not going to yeah. be a problem. Okay, um, I think I'm going to jump to. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not following the list of topics in a list of topics way. I'm going to go to. Uh, I'm going to go to this one now, which uh, I just need to set up the uh, the link if I've got it somewhere. Hold on, let's just get there. And yeah, here we go. So let's let's press this one. Oh my god, I love this song. We've only been a band collectively. This will be our third day. <laughs> we only have one copy of lyrics. You have seven minutes left. Seven minutes already? Really? Hey, it's Andrew Huang. If you don't know, I am in a band with one of my best friends, Rob Scallon, called First of October, where once a year on the first of October, we try to get together and write and record an entire 10-song album from scratch in one day. Yeah, uh, this is a really interesting thing. I mean, Andrew Huang, as we know, superstar kind of uh, YouTuber, and uh, Rob Scanlon, both very talented musicians, but the video, it's well worth watching the video. This was posted on our site. It's well worth watching it because... 
they literally start with okay they're in the studio they don't i don't you know they may have thought about some things but they that they're, they're starting from literally nothing and uh they do 10 tracks in a, in a, in 12 hours limit themselves to 50 minutes of track the album is available on uh spotify uh the links are all in the the, the url that i posted in the notes and what was really interesting to me about this was how a how excited and talented they were but also how they relied back on their basic skills they didn't introduce any synthesizers they didn't introduce any modular stuff and while two or three of the songs and the compositions were, were really beautiful and and caught really magical moments it's also clear that sometimes you do need a bit more time to percolate but by the same token, instinct is a very, very powerful tool when it comes to music. Now, I know, uh, Yoad, you, I don't know if you've had a chance to see this, quite a long video, but it's a really interesting thing because, you know, you work in a very measure. I know you work very fast, and I don't know whether you're involved in tracking sessions very much or composition sessions and how quickly they move, but do you try and move things along fast or do you let, like to let things percolate? I mean, I don't know if you saw this. I'd just be interested to see your thoughts. So I think it's uh, it's basically the law of diminishing returns because uh, because you you can write a song in ten minutes um, and it can be amazing or it can be not so good but that can happen even if you write the song in three days so that really isn't a, a factor uh, but but when there's you know things are flowing and you and you connect with a, with a person i i always write with other people because i don't write lyrics so kind of jam or either on guitar or some beats or keyboards or whatever and come up with with something so <clears throat> that usually takes very you know it it happens very quickly if it happens otherwise you just move on to an, another thing but I wouldn't sit for two hours trying to crack something and, and torture myself and all that. Uh, if something clicks and there's a flow, then you have a song. Maybe you have a verse or a chorus or something like that. So essentially, you have a song. And then from there on, every other stage or other step you take will just take longer and arguably will have less impact of the essence of the song. So you can you can mix a song for two days, which took you half a day to produce and and half an hour to write. Yeah. That's interesting. It yeah. stops there because you wouldn't then master it for four weeks. But it you know it stops at, at the at the mix stage. Um yeah, it's interesting. It's, I, uh, I wonder. So, what 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 struck me about this was how it made me think a little bit about how much our desire to work or maybe overwork things. Some artists come, stems from a level of insecurity, which means, you know, you you feel like I, I mean, and I understand that you know nowadays a song can go out there and be in front of an enormous amount of people very quickly, and you could be judged on that. So maybe if you your lyrics weren't so hot or whatever, then you're going to get you know, judged for that. And, and in some instances that Andrew Huang, the first track on the album is a, 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 a beautiful kind of little acoustic song about the birth of his kid. And it's really touching. And it was a really magical moment. There were some other moments in, because I watched the whole video, there was other magical moments in there that they, they were very good at letting go. They go, I really want to work on this. And, and, you know, you can hear on some of the songs, it's like, oh, I wouldn't have gone to that bit there. I'd have gone straight into the chorus. You know, the, the finessing of the arrangement and the finessing, but the essence, like you say, 
the essence of the compositional moment is is what this kind of seems to highlight. But again, you know, I think they used one, they used a polybrew in it with a mono line, but no other synthesizers, <laughs> piano, guitars, bass, drums, and vocals, things that you could you could just immediately express yourself with. And I thought that was very interesting. And I think the nature of electronic music can be quite ponderous. And I know, I mean, obviously, you write where you the, we we went over the thing that you did with uh, Nina Smith and it, it came together very quickly. But how ponderous are, are you when it comes to the sounds? Are you very instinctive? You just go, I hate it, I love it, and just move on, or do you try? How long before you go? No, I know there's something there, and I need to find it. I need to get it out. Um, <clears throat> I think that for me, I prepare a lot in order to being able to use intuition and be right. quick later, like in, in, in real time. So, you know, I will prepare my sound banks and folders and naming and all that. So, so that when I look for, for a kick drum, you know, I have, I don't know how many tens of thousands of kick drums and it does, it's not possible to remember. Uh, even if I put it in a favorite folder or something, there's still too many. So I try to have a, a, a kind of mental image of the folders and then just choose one, which I think will be in the right area, and then just let my fingers go, basically, and find one, two, three. And usually, I will, even if it's not something that I expected to, to find there, it will be, hey, that's interesting, and that will maybe lead to to another thing. So I will move. I would move very quickly between ideas um, to to try to form something within I don't know ten minutes, and then you can sit back and listen to it and 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 ask yourself, is it worth kind of investing? You know, yeah. getting into it. And, and if and if it is, then I will spend hours on perfecting it um, because yeah because I think that for you know for a lyricist they can sit for two weeks on like one word and all that my perspective and and what I do is is everything that's around that yeah. or around a, a melody if you like so it's a whole production and um, and that that's my perspective and and sonics and all that so i can spend hours if not years of on, on something interesting but yeah it, i i guess take i suppose the thing about this was I, I i mean they don't know i don't know how long it took to mix because i that that wasn't specifically included in this but to the record arrange and and kind of finish the lyrics and the sing on them uh, was done in 12 hours, which is a very impressive. I mean, the amount of the energy levels that the guys had and some of the, and obviously they're very accomplished. I mean, I thought, I wonder what, you know, what I could do in that period of time if I was just being right. I'm, my aim is, you know, say four tracks in uh, an eight hour day. Would I be able to come up with four ideas if I was very strict with myself? And I suppose, yes, I could. 
And I'm sure anybody could if if it was like, you know, depending on the jeopardy, if it's like, well, oh, no, actually, I really like this. I'm going to forget about that challenge. But if you stick to it, you probably could come up with something. And as we know, you know, with songwriters, songwriters write lots and lots and lots of songs, professional songwriters, and maybe only a few of them, I mean, unless they're great, only a few of them are the one, you know, the really special kind of sentiment of the, where it all comes together. But that's quite, I mean, that's quite an interesting, I just thought it was a really fascinating thing, as well as watching the whole thing. I mean, it's just an interesting thing to, to kind of, to do. But I wonder whether I could, and I, I suppose I could, but I don't know how good they would be, I suppose is the thing. <laughs> they might all be rubbish. Yeah, that's the other, that's the, that's always the other thing, isn't it? Yeah. But then again, you're you're relying back again on your instinct. And the thing, and I've, I've said this a few times, actually, um, um, the, the, the situation is that I've been in a situation where I, you know, I, we all as artists have self-doubt, you know, it's just a question of how, how much your confidence can go above that. So, you know, even if you're having a bad day, the product that you will finish, if it's a paid job will still be okay. It might not be your best work ever, but it'll be presentable. And I think the comp, once you get to that sort of level, then you know that what you're going to do is going to have some level of presentability. If you're starting from nothing and you don't know how to do any of it, then yeah, it's going to be a tough, there's going to be lots of doubt. You're not, cause you're going to be frustrated. You don't know how to actually do what you're, what you're trying to do. So it does take a bit of time to exercise those muscles, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You need to have really good uh, judgment, which is very strict, but very forgiving at the same time. Because if you, you know, if you judge yourself on over any, uh, every note that you play, then you wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Uh, and, and that's why working quick is kind of, you're, you're tricking your criticism, your A&R sort of persona in your mind and and you just do something and then you can you can listen back and and uh, and you know a lot of times <clears throat> it would be cheesy or something and you just don't use it but if you haven't and that's also even if you don't use something it's still on route to 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 working on that song so maybe now you know okay this is not the direction then you limit your your possibility because your possibilities because that's something that is very intimidating when you can do especially anything, these yeah. days with splice and contact and all that you can do anything you can do a classical arrangement you can do a jazz arrangement with the right libraries even if you don't know how to play a note you can just draw it in um, so, so once you try something and get it out of the system, then, and you know, that's not the way. So it kind of limits your endless possibilities. And, mm. and that's something that is also reassuring. Yeah, no, I agree. I, we could talk about the, the kind of psychology of creativity for hours, I'm sure. I just thought this was actually a really good focal point of it. So yeah, do check it out. Andrew Hang and uh, Rob Scanlon, both very talented. And what's really good, because Andrew's uh, videos are often very well crafted. I don't know how scripted they are, but they're very, they're very um, specifically made. And this is a lot more freeform. You get much more of a sense of how they are creatively, and it's really quite. It, it's a nice thing to see. It's a, it's a, it's a pleasant thing to witness. Okay, so uh, maybe we'll go back to. Um, to uh, one of the other topics, which I could just got to find here. Yeah, here we go. So that's this guy. 
Spectrosonics extensions. We mentioned it a little bit last week, uh, and it's actually it should be a big deal because Spectrosonics don't release stuff very often, and these are kind of new custom packs for the Omnisphere engine. You do need to own Omnisphere for this, and they're highly uh, customized GUIs and effects chains and. Uh, Control and patching and scenes. This is uh, Igna I'm going to pronounce his name. Ignacio Longo, who is one of the senior guys. It's him in the tunnels underneath uh, LA where he's recording. Oh, it's interesting. It looks like he's got a couple of sankens taped to his fingers. And there are four instruments that they've started with, uh, which are uh, Undercurrent, which is this one, Nylon Sky, Unclean Machine, and Seismic Shock. Now, um, this is kind of a big deal. What they've done is they're 150 bucks each, so they're not cheap, but, I mean, I, th I think the thing is is they've been spending such a long time giving this stuff away that, you know, it's kind of about time that they that they had this. And uh, there's a load of really good videos on here uh, which will show you kind of what the, what stuff is available. It's a great one from Eric. And, and they all do sound really good, and it's quite an interesting idea. And I guess it's a big thing. I don't know, Yoad, whether you're much of a Omnisphere person. I just don't have the room on my hard drive, and I'm not going to carry one around to use Omnisphere. I found it quite intimidating, but whatever I've heard, sounds fantastic. Omnisphere, as, an, as a synth engine, is just amazing. Uh, it has so much stuff. To offer it has a huge matrix with uh, 16 points uh, which you can um, which is con very conveniently uh, assignable and controlled from one place or from any other source or destination and and the sequencer the sequencer the arpeggiator uh, you can export MIDI MIDI files from your um, whatever you, you program on the arpeggiator and uh, and free you know free point envelope floating point envelopes and it has so much um, as as a synth as a synth engine and the library that comes with it is really large like you mentioned. Uh, it's definitely, uh, if you're into synthesis and stuff, um, digitally, I mean, as, a, as plugins, it's definitely one to, one to have. Um, some, some of the sounds, I mean, its general sound is very kind of clean and transparent, and sometimes it, it sounds too clean. Uh, but if you run some some of the internal effects can like they have like a valve compressor sort of thing and some amps and stuff or you use other stuff um, after it but it, it's definitely a, a great sounding engine and what I've heard from these expansions um, they sound really good. Yeah, Absolutely. it's going to be. It's going to be. I'm sure it'll do well because I mean there was a period where every. I mean it was almost like if you're into any form of composing for media, particularly in the US, you know, Omnisphere would be maybe the place you'd start, you know, because it just gave you almost everything and and a load of stuff besides. And, and I'm sure to a degree, I mean, I'm not familiar with a lot of the patches, but I'm sure to a degree there were lots of media composers that you'd sit there shouting at the telly going, I know that patch, you didn't even edit it, you know, like we heard with the D50, like we heard with, you know, the yeah. wave station and all of that stuff. I mean, inevitably that would be the case. And with such an enormous... Um, 
uh, amount of patches. And they do invest. I mean, they've got a whole bunch. You know, Diego Stocco, who's a sometimes guest on this show, he's one of their sound designers. I mean, they make some amazing sounds. So I, this is great, and I hope it does really well for them. You can find it at sonicextensions.com. Uh, uh, I think if I press that again, it'll probably just... Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, sonicextensions.com. So it's well worth checking out. Um, okay, um, now let me see. What else have we got? Uh, there was... Oh, is there anything you particularly want to go to, uh, yeah? Because there's a few left, and I know we're kind of... we're. we're do you want to look at the... Uh, uh, OP6, is that something that interests you or the uh, uh, or the, the Tesla story, which has been hanging around for a while? <laughs> um, to be honest, I didn't really have time to, to do my homework. That's all right. Again, Don't worry. So. Don't worry. OK, well, look, let's uh, let's go to let's go to this guy, because uh, I think this is uh, let me just find the right link. Uh, and here we go. Yes. So let's go. Go. Op6, uh, which I think is a great set that it's one I very nearly uh, sprung for myself. This is uh, Luke Edwards, whose keyboard chops are really today, nice, actually, I have to I'm say. talking to you about version two of the Op6. So what we've done is we've added a few new features. Uh, the first thing is we've added a new operator mode. So we already had the five different operator modes you see on the top here, but we've added a uh, sixth one and that is an effect operator. So you can now use an effect as an operator, which is pretty Anyway, I, I mean, it's a great video. There's lots of really good playing in it. And uh, as I say, Luke plays some really nice riffs, actually. I'd like to get him to, to noodle on some of my stuff because he's, he's obviously more musical and has the skills. But yeah, this is the news. Uh, operator uh, version two, I believe, is of the Op6, which is the, I think they call it expanded. Do they call it expanded? FM, I think, Altered FM, that's right, Altered FM synthesis, uh, which is all, all fire. I'd say, when I reviewed it, I was very tempted to buy this myself, actually, because I did really like the way it sounded. And no, uh, yeah, you're a big, you know, ex we've done a, a how it works with FM, you know, deep into FM. Have you had a chance to try this? Because it's a really interesting hands-on way of getting into some FM stuff, which maybe you don't need because you know how it works anyway. Uh, yeah, looks great. I'm wondering if it's the same form factor as the mini log. Uh, no, it's, the wave, it's like the wave state. It, it, it's the it's wave like state. the wave state. I see. Yeah. So it's a little bit larger. Um, it looks really good. The wave state looks really good. Uh, both of them, you know, I, I wouldn't mind uh, having if I had the room for them and if i would actually use them uh because <laughs> <There's that too. laughs> uh, do you know what i mean i i, I have uh, and my friend my friend uh my good friend uh, sefi carmel who is also uh also so he's a great producer and mixer and everything so um so uh he bought a moog one uh just the other day and i really want one too but i know that i'm just not, not gonna you know uh, do my stuff it, with it because i'll have to go to your to your left there that would have to replace those keyboards there it's it's a massive thing the move one uh, and it's great fun, but you can't really put anything on top of it. You need to get to all of the controls, and it's quite a raked thing. I mean, I don't know where they got with the firmware. I'm sure it's got better, but uh, I, I, that's the thing that stopped me. Well, I, that didn't stop me. It was the price that stopped me. I can't afford to spend that on a synthesizer, but I, I did have to spend a lot of time with one. But uh, you're, you're a fan. I, it does. I mean, it does sound very good. 
Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm at this stage for uh, I don't know the past couple of of uh, of years that I'm just mixing a lot, and I have my my waves uh, work, uh, which is quite intense as well, and I don't really have much time to to play with those synths, um, which is very unfortunate because I I love them, and uh, yeah. I know what yeah. you say. I think the thing for me is in the same way that I really love the Polybrute, which uh, I've got in, uh, they've sent me back because uh, mm. uh, I, I'm going to have another look at it. Uh, and I, 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 every time I touch it, I just kind of go, ooh. And I sort of found myself quite similarly uh, ple- you know, with the Op 6. It's a very different experience. I mean, it's not as hands-on, but in terms of FM, it's very hands-on. And it, I found it very easy to create patches on it and the patches that I got even just sort of really small you know minimal amounts of FM on basic sine waves was just it was really pleasing the effects in it are really good as well and I have banged on about it and I think it will now it also the uh, version 2 allows it to uh, receive aftertouch I don't know if it's MP I don't think it is but it receives aftertouch from external because the keybed in itself is quite you know it's not high, a high grade keybed like the same with the wave state it's quite a, a cheap thing in that sense and I believe I don't I didn't open this one but I believe it might be um, there might be a Pi Zero in there doing some of the uh, some of the lifting but I don't know whether it's the DSP or whether it would just be kind of maybe the control uh, managing the controls and stuff but yeah it's a nice piece of work from, from Core Maybe they'll release it because when we saw it at NAM, they there was a, a full keyboard version in a glass case before it came out. Everybody saw it and go, "Oh, what's that?" And it was a concept synth, and it was a full size thing. And that kind of might, maybe that'll make sense. But that's going to be no use to you because it's even bigger. So. <laughs> I know, but but imagine like a kind of a modern DX7. That could be that could be something really cool. With with once they figure out the way. To, to actually control it and not with those membranes, of course, but well, this, something this, that will look like a DX7 and will sound like a modern mm, DX7. That could be this, awesome this as is, well. This isn't, far, this isn't far off, to be honest. It's quite... I mean, you can load DX7 banks into it and use them as starting points for patches, which is what I did for a couple of the sounds that I found in there. And there's loads and loads and how, of those. how is it sounding in comparison? I know you don't have a DX7. Yeah, I, I couldn't say. I, I, maybe, I mean, it, I, I think... The A to Ds and the D to As are going to be different. I don't know whether it handles the transients that FM can supply in the same way. I mean, I couldn't say because I don't have any. I don't have any of those old uh, DX technology here. Mm. I mean, I, I I did think about getting a uh, TX7 because I used to have one, but that it's the the, the keys that f- the, what, what felt so great on the DX7. They just they sort yeah. of set the they set the bar for that kind of firm synth action keyboard didn't they and also um did, did the have best after- the best keyboard the best mm. kind of you know synth synthy keyboard yeah no doubt yeah, yeah. well um I, I don't know who but i think fatar get closer but it still doesn't have that kind of thump there's a certain resistance and mass to the key the, the dx keyboard which uh, i think it was only really specific on the on the on the mark one because when they got to the mark twos and the fd i think the keyboard changed a bit but no I could that was that was more plasticky yeah it right. sounded better it didn't have the kind of uh squeaky ends you know on the, on the sounds yeah. the metallic thing yeah. because it was 16 beat uh and all that but uh, yeah, but it lost something. 
Mm, yeah, uh, but it got a, a, and the FD, you know, for all the patches and whatnot. Anyway, I, I thought it was worth mentioning that because it is a nice thing. Have I got anything else here? Oh, yeah, there was, uh, I suppose, yeah. I, I'm going to do this one because we haven't done this for, it's been on the list for such a long time, but never finally made it. Let me uh, find my uh, find my video button. Here we go. Oh, no. I want to talk to you today about the Tracks app, which Tesla provide. This Tracks app allows you to produce music in your car. So if you're sitting around charging, waiting for a mate, for not only can you play music, but you can make it. What I think is really incredible about the Tesla is the fact that they include a 50 Well, they go on about the Tesla because this is actually about electro heads. No. So this is them making the stuff. So we're going to play one more time here. Vocalist Nuala and uh, the kid Paris. Uh, uh, the reason I put this up is, I, I'll, I'll, full disclosure, is uh, Rich, who used to edit uh, the guitar side of Sonic State, uh, he uh, is behind Electroheads and he's kind of, he's got a, a successful YouTube channel that's focusing on electro, electro, electronic transportation, so whatnot. And this is, the Tesla had a tracks DAW in it because apparently, um, what's his face? I've forgotten his name now. The, the main guy, he's into music. So, you know, that they thought they'd put one in, which obviously we'd only use when you're parked or waiting in traffic or whatever. Uh, I just thought it was an interesting, another interesting idea. I don't know if you've, uh, you've, you've probably got mates with Teslas or maybe you've got one yourself. And have you, lo have you seen the dip this track's door in, in, in action? <laughs> it seems like a bizarre thing to do. Uh, no, I still drive, uh, you know, regular uh, an old kind of uh, old school type of engine car <laughs> i should say um but it's funny that um that if you if you're just hanging uh, like if you're sitting around charging so it's actually a a form of killing time that is now going to be entered into our lives um because when you when you when you charge your phone you can be at home or you can be in the car but you can do mostly like most of the stuff that you usually do but when you have to sit in your car while it's getting charged while it's ah, being charged that a new sort of that's a new way of of pastime and and yeah for that you need uh DAW portable like built-in DAWs and and <laughs> games and whatever it's funny i mean uh, this is a bit of an and finally kind of news item because it's 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 a, it's a bit of a sort of light-hearted thing but the thing that was really worried me was um they what they did is they went to a car park they sat there with uh, the the kid paris uh, and and he put some beats together and that was all cool and then it crashed and they lost all their work and you're just thinking that's kind of concerning because this software is running inside the car that is also pioneering or you know supposedly getting into driverless uh, and self self driving scenario and that that made me feel a little bit less confident in the whole concept of driverless vehicles or or, or, or autonomous vehicles um, and you know I suppose that's the thing you would think you're not going to get that kind of level of uh, well I mean you'd expect that level of of ro ro robustness in the actual software that runs the car but maybe not in the daw yeah. but I just, that was the thing that made yeah, me a little yeah. bit nervous 
I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think that the Android that runs uh, tracks actually runs uh, controls a car. Oh, phew. you know. I think uh, I'm pretty sure it's a it's a different OS which is a little bit more uh, robust. However, yeah, when you sit in a car and something crashes, it's not a very nice uh, connotation. I don't think I've ever been in a vehicle that's that that's uh, where software's crashed. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, I suppose sometimes you get the radio. Could I mean, most of my cars don't are not that technologically advanced. I mean, there's they just but, they just don't. But, but you know, if it does, you have to close all the windows, get in, go get outside, out of the car. and come back in again. <laughs> That's the old the old adage, isn't it? I mean, for those of you who perhaps don't remember, yeah. uh, the old adage was uh, get in, get out of the car. This was you know early days of software. It's like switch it on and switch it off again. You know, that's kind of the only the only recourse you have, and it's the same sort of principle. But just a bit of fun there, I thought. Um, uh, no, uh, we're, we're kind of we're nearly there. I must have made th- thank you for 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 filling the time so admirably, Yoad. Um, I don't know if you had any picks or any kind of suggestions for anything, but I'm going to go with mine, but just purely because uh, I did and I did find it. It's it's a bit basic, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll just throw that up there, and it's basically the. Uh, the Brada, IKEA Brada laptop support. Now, this may be completely obvious to the most of you. They did two different sorts. But every time I do a, uh, a video on Sonic and I'm using one of those, someone in the comments says, what's that? Where'd you get it? What are you using there? The thing about these things is they're so useful. You can have them upside down. You can put them so that the top edge is sitting on the top of a keyboard so you can raise up a... a uh, um, another module so that it's at the same level for my for certainly for overhead filming and that's my that's my pick of the week and i think they're about a fiver and they do they used to come in different sizes so i would just i would just say that's my pick of the week i don't know if you've uh, come across anything recently you had that you'd like to share and go oh you should get one of these i know i put you on the spot uh not really nothing that i can't uh, that i can <laughs> i mean i bought this um additional kind of tailpiece for my uh, jazz master if that's of interest oh what's and, that like uh, a, a a bridge it's it's something that you you kind of put between between the the bridge and the to to basically give you a steeper angle of attack on the on the bridge so between the tailpiece and the bridge uh, and it's nice. It changes the makes the whole guitar kind of tighter and uh, interesting. Um, so I, I don't uh, know what that is. What do you call it? <laughs> what is this thing called? I, it, you know, you should have one in 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 every home. Everyone, every home should have one. <laughs> it's essential. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to. I appreciate that. Um, so I guess that brings us to our sort of five o'clock uh, uh, cut-off time. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us. Thanks for those of you in the YouTube chat room. Thanks for those of you who've uh, donated to Super Chat and Super Stickers. I think I saw a couple of go past, but I'm afraid I don't know if I got them all, but it's very kind. And don't forget, if you want to support us on uh, Patreon, uh, it's really just... Uh, if I get rid of that, it's ah, there we go. It's that simple. Just go Patreon, and you'll get the pre-show. I was actually jamming a bit on the uh, on the Polybrute there, just uh, into the Cosmos. I set the Cosmos up as a, just a regular looper. Um, so if you want to see some of that, you know, can head over to that. But yeah, thanks ever so much for joining us. Um, I look forward to seeing you again. And um, I, I, I don't know. So are you going to st- just before you ask, because you were saying that the uh, M1 uh, Mini. 
is struggling a bit to keep up with that. Have you considered maybe going up to the Pro Max uh, and, and putting a laptop in there instead, or are you going to wait till there's a new? Um... I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go for a laptop uh, as a main, uh, Fair as a main computer here in the studio. Uh, no, I need something with, you know, with a kind of. Uh, but let's see how the Mac Mini uh, will. Uh, the Mac Mini Max will will turn out and uh, and see. That would be yeah. I think that's what everybody's getting excited about. Um, okay, well that's it. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, thank you for uh, watching. Um, you folks in the chat sorry about the discord uh, the the irc server i'm not sure what happened uh i think it's not us though because uh, wagu very kindly uh, put together um a move from our old server to the new server so we're all up to date and we've got some plans to implement for that but uh, i don't think the actual embed chat window was our doing i think their service is just down so i do apologize on their behalf though i don't see why i should but uh, get your stuff together Kiwi IRC. So, cheers, Yoad. Thank you very much. Uh, we will. Oh, <laughs> hello. Here is here is the <laughs> trying to sneak. <laughs> Excellent. There's the there's sudden the, the appearance on uh, the impromptu appearance on Sonic Talk. Nice to see you. Okay. Um, cheers, Yoad. We will see you all next time. Thanks for watching. Uh, see you all see later. You next time. Cheers, folks. Bye bye now.